0: Yeah, the DB like undercut it and picked it off, and like gets up, like throws the ball to the side, and looks at the Miami fans. It just goes like such an aggressive U down in the middle of the field. Just like he kept doing it too. It's really funny. Uh, I love, I love, I love a U down. I love a horns down. I just love the pain. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is a mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find the Wheel Route at www.thewheelroute.com. You can send emails to us at at tmail.com. <clears throat> we're also on Instagram, Wheel Route Podcast. Uh, and you can get the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Center Stitcher. Uh, we are, we're out there. And, uh, oh yeah, the DMs are open on Instagram if you guys want to get in there. So go for it. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at log on the Dawn. Coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where it has been a rainy Sunday. And that's OK. Uh, a little bit of a, a, a windy Saturday, perfect conditions for um, taking in kind of a weird, expansive day of college football. Um, we, we, it was heavily weighted in the noon slot, and then heavily weighted again in the evening. And then there was a, kind of a nice lull in the evening, which was, I don't know,
1: appreciated. Shout out to Georgia and Auburn for for the lull. But um, yeah, uh, excited to be here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Schenck. I am once again in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where uh, at least closer to West Virginia, where I was this weekend, uh, we had frost this morning. Not to uh, brag. Not not a light amount of frost either. It was a oh, serious wow. business. Um,
0: Scott Frost, thick frost.
1: Yeah, Scott Frost Day. Happy, happy Scott Frost Day to all <laughs> who celebrate. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Happy to be here. Uh having not watched a single episode minute second of college football this weekend. I'm excited to dive into this course.
2: Um, my name is Jason Creck. As always, I am also in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it was it was nice uh it was pretty nice weather like midday afternoon. It was, you know, like low sixties hanging around and yeah. good fall day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was chilly. Um, I, uh, I tweet things that Jason crack occasionally. I usually just retweet any mainstream media member that talks about JMU, uh, for the time being.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, picking up all... steam there, picking up business is good. If that's, if that's your game on Twitter, Damn. business is good right now.
2: You're all, you're all welcome.
0: Um,
2: I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, the Washington Commanders, Brian Robinson, uh, who returned today. And after being shot twice in the leg, like a month and a half ago,
0: like August 28th, I think, right? Yeah.
2: Was introduced via the song Mini Men by 50 Cent, which is an all time power move.
0: All time. All time. Hard.
2: Love it. There's nothing I can do, or hopefully ever will do, that will match that. And I just, yeah, it's worthy of respect.
0: I do love ironic utilization of that song too. Um, it it makes the rounds on the in the in the Instagrams and the Twitters and the TikToks and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, no, that's a cool story. In in that it is like very impressive. Yeah. Um, yes. Not
1: for anybody to get shot, <laughs> obviously. But um, yeah. speaking of return songs, Jason, as a baseball guy, do you remember years ago when Derek Jeter came back from some sort of injury to uh, "Slim Shady," "Feel So Empty Without Me"? I just remember baseball writers losing their mind about how clever that was. Yeah, uh, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was way. I, I do
2: remember this incident, and um,
1: yeah.
0: Especially when like that's the most personality Jeter ever flashed on the diamond there.
1: Well he's from without, he's from the state of Michigan. Without somebody the signing an NBA.
0: Um,
2: but especially when like like allow me to reintroduce myself is, is right there and yeah a much better option. Even if you're gonna go cheesy, that's still better. Anyways, yeah. Eric Jeter gets credit from old white baseball writers.
0: Traffic at eleven. Thank you. All right, what are we drinking tonight, boys?
1: Uh, I have some cranberry lime polars. No bourbon tonight because we didn't exactly share in the prosperity this weekend with the pigs. So I would have not felt ton. Bad No, not a all. We did.
0: We did have a push though, so, so that was sort we
1: of did. shared prosperity.
2: Yeah. Um, I have my trusty hydro flask as I uh part partook partook in a. A couple beverages earlier today and decided not to keep the pedal down
1: great move jason i what are we talking flip cup beverages are we talking like flights
2: um closer to the flights i was not taking them to the face but (laughs) some 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 craft some craft beer with some some higher abvs and i'm old now and so i'm drinking water
0: you're having the early onset uh headache that just sort of like pulses yeah. lightly in the back of the head I'm not I'm not trying to mess with that <clears throat> I think to uh, that.
1: sorry to interrupt Logan but I think Tron has said his whoop data would indicate that you should drink further away from bedtime and that helps your recovery out so
0: yeah I I'm would I would happen. I would agree with that I find that when I drink at night I do not sleep that well um uh, so I'm doing the same thing Jason did I did partake Partook of, uh, of of some beverages earlier today. Shout out to uh, friends of the podcast. There was a, a bit of a gender reveal situation that we uh, we you know we partied down. So let, let's go. I won't reveal any information here. Shall they not want it revealed? But it was a good time.
1: Are you <clears> allowed to reveal the method by which they revealed the gender? Are we talking um, yeah. a cupcake situation. Well, candles, there was, were there we were, working
0: with? there were like uh confetti popper things.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, nothing, no nothing risk of forest, forest fires. No. So that's good. I was uh, lobbying for uh, our friends have a pond behind their house that they should have dyed the pond, but evidently that uh, maybe wouldn't have gone over well with the neighbors. The environmental
1: mm-hmm. engineer. Listen, I can get my, I can, get my, I can get my hands
0: just because, you know, I, I could, I could have engineered a solution, you know, we could have got yeah. our hands on some sodium dipharbate, rolled it in there. You know, various colors, things of that nature would have worked out. But uh yeah, Jason, I'm on I'm on the flat water tonight. Uh but shout out South Florida, got the Flanagans Cup going, you know.
1: Oh, lovely.
0: All right. Um, yeah, well, I mean, guys, Jordan, you were you were not available for any football games, I, nope. I will say. Um Jason seemed to be plugged in, so I'm excited. Yeah. Jason seemed to be watching many of the games or at least keeping better tabs on some of the games i was not so hopefully we'll have it somewhat covered um you, it felt like you we were re- spreading spread the yeah. love a little bit you, you know? seem to be were you watching the
2: like, the kansas state iowa state game i was not, uh i saw like the best, <laughs> like the last couple plays so i okay
0: okay i couldn't I bring myself was, to watch i was i was tracking the score and i was like i'm oh, not no, yeah. i am I, not going to look for this no. but
2: um i i watched most i think i caught the the fun windows like you said earlier I I watched a good chunk of the noon games and then had an early afternoon wedding, and then caught most of the evening games. So, mm,
3: mm,
0: lovely. Um, ah, weddings just stacking up under here, cranky. Weddings, no idea. A lot of weddings. <laughs> a,
2: a lot of a lot of gift registries that the I. Second, got.
0: The second wave. The second wave. Yeah. <clears throat> it's 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 coming for us all. Um, all right. Well, uh, I mean, we could start as is custom. I don't know if anybody has any takes they'd like to revisit, or if they'd like to, you know, double down on any any takes uh, from from the past week. But um, I have one. But I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I, wonder uh, what I don't. Ahead. But I'm
1: interested if uh, I'm interested if Logan, you and I are thinking of the same thing.
0: Well, so. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking that I I was like very bullish on the university of Maryland's football team on the most recent okay. podcast. And, uh, they, they caught the hands, uh, at, at Purdue this week. Um, you know, Maryland might be fine. Third place in the big 10 may have been a bit of hyperbole on my part. So I, I, I want to own that and walk so that one back a little bit. bit. So congrats, <clears> yeah, big congrats, for congrats, it. congrats to Penn state. They got Michigan next week. They, they big opportunity, big opportunity is all I'm saying.
1: Uh, my my kind of agenda point here is I'd like to see if Jason wants to revisit any of his app state phrase that's,
2: that's what I thought Logan's was gonna be um well, I mean, like i I prefer to take a ten thousand foot view, which is a great cop out um oh boy this but, is great I
0: just love I live for Jason dancing around the question in the most like. <laughs> Jason is like he—he's like a, a a football coach with coaching cliches of like <laughs> communications cliches. It's I great. am literally a communications professional. This is my entire job. Yeah,
2: you know, we did get a question.
0: We we got our first official question. This is from Ooh. listener. This is from listener Connor Whitehouse, who asks. Um, I'll just go ahead and quote him word for word here. Is Jason still in love with App State after they got beat bad by Texas State? And then he follows it up with, "How's that legendary program in Boone fairing? <laughs> So I I can't I, mean, I I can't really pick up his tone there um, from from those two messages. Listen, but. we're
2: always happy to we're always happy to read messages without necessarily condoning. Um No, that's a that's not a great loss, I think. I think I have to say what's for my brand. Not a great loss for my friend. Um no, I, I I, I don't believe you ever heard me say, like, no, App State's a top-20 football program. I said they were a top-50 po- football program, and I'll stand by that. And uh, it was a bad loss. as a
3: Yeah. That's a oh, team. Yeah, now, no, no, to are. be fair,
2: JMU got them at home, and App State had to,
0: had to go to San Marcos. Um, there was a lot of they are the model program, though, and I just think at this point, like, JMU's earned, you know, you could you could talk a little noise. You know, JMU might be the model program in the Sun Belt. Let's be, be honest. Like they're they're doing fine. their thing. It's overreaction Sunday, baby. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not. Let's fire him off.
0: I will. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> we'll keep an eye on App State, yeah, we'll, we we'll continue to we'll I, continue I think, to press you on this week in and week out. <laughs>
2: I think what I what I said was for the last five to six years they have been the model program in the Sun Belt, and I believe that to be correct. Which well, I does not think, necessarily mean that they're the best team in the Sun Belt this year. I don't think they are. I think Coastal's better. I think yeah, at the moment we're better. I think, I think I just. I think Troy and and South Alabama are both better. I think the last
0: three years, of Louisiana was better, right?
2: Um, well, we've had this back and
0: forth about probably Louisiana. Probably two. So. Yeah. I think Lapier was a the coach there for four years, and he went six and six his first year and won the conference his last two. Yeah, that sounds right. So, well, yeah, anyhow. we'll keep an eye right. on
1: App State. They uh, host <laughs> the Georgia State Panthers in 10 days. Rawr. Yeah. A they, got a, they got night. a bye week. Good time for so, a bye week. Can't imagine these two weeks of practice are going to be fun. Oof, yeah,
0: I feel like a lot of teams need a bye week. I, I don't know no. i the court i'm mean, you guys jason is is lobbied against levied against me that I may hate all quarterbacks in college football. i think quarterback play is down across the board in college football this year would you would you join me on that a little bit or i think i think that's probably a reasonable <laughs> take yeah and I don't know if yeah. it's like so many transfers you just got new faces and you maybe have high expectations and if people don't live up to high expectations, it feels like they're not playing well and maybe they actually aren't playing that bad you know there's that whole dance you can do with yourself but i uh i don't know i just feel like I, I feel like we've seen some there's like really really high level quarterback play and then it just seems like there's a big drop off to like your i don't know your not a like flash in the pan paper. types correct
2: yeah <laughs> i don't i don't, I think there's probably less depth than there usually yeah I, I do think like the top 10 to 12 quarterbacks in the country are still very good like, yeah
0: absolutely no i'm uh, doing that
2: but but yeah I, I do think that that the depth is hurting and and maybe that's I do wonder, like, I think there are some very good defenses in college football these days, like, more than we usually yeah. see. Um, and maybe that's affecting it. But it's it's probably, a, one, it's definitely a cyclical thing. And, two, it's definitely um, little column A, little column B, probably.
0: Yeah. I think just recruiting in general, like, I think it's cool to be a defensive lineman and a defensive end. And you're getting, you getting, like, in a corner. And you're getting a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, those are prime positions at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think – in some senses, offensive line play is down a little bit or, or offensive line play takes a lot longer to gel very to come much together from like a coaching standpoint. And I think everything basically trickles up from how well your offensive line plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously this isn't, we're not breaking news here on the podcast, but, um, <clears throat> so I think it's a combination of a lot of those things and you add the transfer portal and the quarterbacks too. So you get, A lot of names in a lot of different places. I do think, yeah, yes, yeah, that's always true. I do think though this year we're seeing in a weird way, if you have like a a passable backup quarterback, like Texas, good for them. They actually had like convinced Card to stay around. I mean, maybe they lied to him and told him he was maybe going to start. And then there was a whole drama with viewers at the beginning of the year and like all that, which is maybe separate to this conversation, but they appear to have a very good quarterback and a backup who is, able to, you know, run the Adequate. offense at least. Yes. Yeah. And that seems to be missing this year. Um, I think Alabama's backup court is a good example. Like the drop-off to Alabama's backup is significant. Now, Bryce Young won the Heisman last year. So that's, you know, obviously it would be significant. And I think Milrow is very talented and, and a really, really good athlete, probably a better athlete than Young, but um, you're seeing like, they were like hamstrung to a great degree yesterday <laughs> by, um, by having to play Milrow and like a freshman quarterback mistakes that you just, you know, probably wouldn't have had. And I'm, I, I don't think you would have had to, you know, sweat that game out, even as if your quarterback doesn't turn the ball over three times in like, kind of just like unnecessary fashion, like he did. So I don't know. I, it's, it's just been interesting this year, kind of seeing how if a team loses their quarterback, it's like the season is over. <laughs> it would, it would seem for some of these teams. Um, so, yeah. And maybe
2: that's maybe that's contributing to the the lack of depth in quarterbacks is maybe more people are seeing, like, especially in the elite teams, like, hey, you have to have a backup because something could go terribly wrong. And that's one fewer top level quarterback that could be starting at a, you know, a a 24 ranked team or something like that.
0: Well, sure. But I think you bump that up against. a lot of guys want to start, <laughs> so and there are a lot of opportunities. There's 130 schools out there, and you know a lot of people are probably thinking I could go start, uh, and I, I'll leave and go start somewhere. And uh, a lot, you know. Tate Martell, yeah. Oof, man, what a legend! <laughs> this podcast has outlived the Tate Martell college experience, guys. <laughs> we did it. We finally did it. <laughs> we persevered. Uh, all right, let's let us uh let us let, get into it a little bit here. So, um, some football games. We'll bounce around. Shout it out if you got anything to say. Wednesday night we had SMU at UCF. Uh, this was a game for the first half. Then I went to bed and I woke up and UCF had put the put the hammer on them. So good for UCF. Yeah. I don't have I don't really have much else to add there. <clears throat> All right. Houston was at Memphis. Um, again, another game that like I, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast. I think Dana Holgerson might. This year is shaving this this particular season is shaving decades off that man's he life. Thought, I mean,
2: he thought he was gonna just head to Houston and just vibe <laughs> out and yeah. roll up. He was
0: supposed wins. to have a really good team this year. They were they were everyone's pick to be yeah, the Cincinnati the of the season. Yeah. And uh it has not been the start he wanted. Um Stressful. but they did win this game. They came back and won uh dramatic fashion towards the end. Um Houston just that they have to be maddening to coach. Their quarterback makes here we go. Make some, make some uh, interesting decisions. Um, And it doesn't really appear that they like scheme their way around that very well. (laughs) So, you know, uh, keeping, keeping your quarterback in high leverage situations to make like huge do or die mistakes is, uh, is, is certainly something, but um, yeah, good for, good for Houston for pulling it together. Memphis doesn't appear like we mentioned to be special this year. They seem to just be okay. And that's fine.
1: Uh, It looks like also on Friday, Colorado State picked up their first dub of the season. They did. So congrats to the Rams. That's right. Congrats. Undefeated
2: Um, in conference play, Colorado State Rams.
1: Yeah, second in the Mountain West Mountain Mm -hmm. Division. We'll move right into noon on Saturday.
0: The Red River rivalry, the Red River shootout, the world's largest outdoor fried food festival, whatever you want to call it, uh, happened. And, I mean...
2: Goodness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Texas uh Texas let the Choppa sing. They got they got a few years worth of um of of weird comebacks and and getting beat by Oklahoma out of their system, it would appear, uh, to an aggressive degree in this game. What was it was the final score 49 to nothing? 49-nothing. Yep. Yeah, so seven tugs for the uh for the longhorns. Yours looked really good. I didn't uh didn't really watch much of the till Gabriel didn't play in this game. Um, this was a classic example of Oklahoma. I don't think is that good. And then on, add on top of it, their quarterback didn't play, and they go from not that good to like bad. And yeah. their defense is not really good at all. Kind of feel like we might have been out over our skis. I may have been out over my skis a little bit, suggesting that um, uh, their defense was improved. It does not appear to be improved. Maybe that's a personnel issue. Maybe that's a personnel issue. First couple of weeks. And yeah.
1: then now that we true. are seeing regression.
0: Yeah, we are certainly seeing some regression there. But, um, yeah, no Gabriel. That's tough. We did. I don't think Gen, – did General Booty get in the game? People were really asking for some General Booty action in this game. He's the, the third-string quarterback. Um, and, yeah, there was a kid actually that was committed to Florida for a while. Nick Evers, I think, is his name that is a quarterback there. I guess he's not even on the depth chart. Weird. He
3: played.
0: Did he play?
2: Yeah.
0: Gotcha. threw a pass. Was <clears throat> Shout out. Burn the red shirt. There are um,
2: five people listed as having thrown passes for Oklahoma. I didn't see this game,
0: but I assume some of those were them like running. their options. Yeah, there was another. I saw some people were tweeting about. There's another game. Like, did eight people throw a pass for Michigan this week? It was like seven or eight. You that should go look.
1: Very biblical.
0: <laughs> Is this what we want football to be? <laughs>
1: I think there uh, was no, like one
2: one person threw uh, Michigan. Okay. It was just McCarthy.
0: Okay, then I uh, I got that wrong. Someone someone had, we'll do some more had something up. Yeah, we'll do some more. I'll look for the tweet. But um, yeah, Jason, do you, do you have any thoughts on, on this game to add in? I mean, this is just like white an absolute whitewashing.
2: Yeah, I mean, like the team I've cheered for well, for like Jason, years. Jason,
0: as a Longhorns fan, congratulations. I, yeah, I, yeah,
2: I didn't watch uh, Minute We're back. <laughs> We're back. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this was just uh, drubbing, it seems like. Um. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, there was really no. Texas ran for 300 yards, passed for 290. Um. Just the win probability
1: chart on game on paper is uh very lopsided. Yeah. About as lopsided as you can get.
2: Oklahoma, despite getting hammered, only threw 17 passes. Um.
1: I'm trying to keep that clock moving. Get out yeah, of there. They were, they were trying
2: to get out of dodge <laughs> real fast because how many sacks. There were only three Texas sacks. So it's not like they, so they only dropped back 20 times. That's crazy.
0: Mm. Not great. Not dark great. Dark days. Dark days in Norman. Yeah, that, that sucks. Um, all right. Speaking of dark days, Louisville was at UVA. <laughs> Louisville wore the black, the blacked out helmets that were pretty cool. Good for them. Uh, UVA was up 10, nothing. Jordan, you'll be happy to know that the score, the, the, the play that UVA scored their touchdown on um, early in this game was just like, uh, I think a guy jumped offside free play and Brendan Armstrong just like rolled to his left and just hooked it in the end zone and and receiver dunked on him. And it was like, oh,
1: oh, oh <laughs> it was some free, some awake- freelancing.
0: Yeah, a little freelancing, awaken the echoes. Wicks actually caught the pass, which he, uh, that's big. He uh, neglected to do a couple other times when I checked in on this game. But yeah, um, I feel
2: like I only watched like eight plays of this game and two of them were drops by that guy is that I assume that's not
0: he drops it in like spots that just are real real kickers you know personal personal uh kickers but yeah Louisville wins this game 34 17 I believe kind of just pulls away um it must
2: be said this looked very good for Virginia for like 10 minutes because I was even like man Malikless Louisville does not look Exactly. Super great. Yeah.
0: No, you've, you've jumped out to a 10-0 lead. It seemed like, um you know, maybe they had some momentum there and, and then it, it was kind of just more of the same from Virginia's offense. Um, They, you know, I struggle a little bit with like that they lack an identity. I think that's true. I also think that sometimes that like doesn't really mean anything. They're just like, they're not successful on offense yeah. at all. And right. I don't know if that boils down to like an identity or an inability to block or poor preparation or the defense is able to catch onto their scheme quickly in games. And they don't seem to adjust at halftime and get any better in the second half. Like there's, it, it's probably a sum of all of those columns, but yeah. um, anyhow, Virginia, another kind of just like listless performance by the Virginia offense. And, you know, the defense doesn't play great. You give up 34 points, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're out there for a long time. So <laughs> I don't, I yeah, don't really know. I, I, I can't hang a lot on them.
1: I didn't bother watching any recaps of this, but I did kind of look through the, the game summary, the play-by-play. It sounds like UVA turned the ball over at least four times, potentially five. Yeah. Uh, two of those were in Louisville territory. At least one was in the red area. Yeah,
0: Armstrong took off on, like, a design quarterback run that seemed to be pretty well dialed up and and fumbled, and that was kind of a... And he's had weird fumble
1: issues this year. Yeah, that took
0: the wind out of the sails there early, you know, looking to pile on that 10-0 lead.
1: Yeah. Also a bummer (laughs) because I think I texted you last week, Logan, like, man, I'd really like to see these guys, like, play with a little bit of a a lead at the beginning and see if that takes any of the pressure off of them. Um, But yeah seven points in the final three quarters is not great yeah um, i think there was they a re- only rushed for six yards Oof. the entire game
0: yeah that's not good there was a report at the beginning of this game that uh, i guess i don't know if it was you know how real or anything but that scott satterfield uh was essentially coaching for his job at louisville um which is kind of a weird thing to say uh satterfield I guess at the end of the game was sort of asked about like play calling and, and his job and stuff. And he was kind of funny about it. He did say like, well, you know, at the beginning of the game, we weren't playing well. I was calling the plays like I always do. And at the end of the game when we were playing, well, I was, I was calling the plays like I always do. So, you know, it was kind of, I think he, you know, was having a little bit of fun there and maybe knows that his, uh, his, his leash is getting shorter, and, and um, I mean, he's also done it to himself by openly shopping other jobs, a la Justin Fuente, um, while he's been in Louisville, but um, at least for this week, congrats to Scott Satterfield, you know?
1: Yeah, you live to see another week.
0: That's right. All right. Uh, well, let's take it to the hard. Uh Hard Rock Stadium, Miami, Florida. Absolute pack to the gills house uh, for North Carolina Tar Heels in town and guys Miami 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 is not good not impressive not a lot going on there I don't know what they've done uh you know this North Carolina defense gave up a lot of yards uh in this game um but Miami was unable to really get on top of them from a point standpoint and Miami's defense just like doesn't stop anybody anymore which is kind of a not not great not great for miami because uh, i think that was like the side of the ball that fans and and you know people kind of thought they could lean on especially watch how they played that texas a m game or was able to like keep them in it uh doesn't really appear to be the case anymore north carolina is obviously good on offense but you know a little bit a little bit gimmicky at times and you know if you could kind of catch on to it you'd think good dB play good could, could neutralize that a little bit but yeah this this one did not go well for miami they, they tried to get back into it late. Um, but it was a little, it was a classic too little, too late situation for the Hurricanes.
1: Um, Looks like Tyler Van Dyke needed to ice his arm after that game.
0: Threw a lot of passes. He threw for a ton of yards. Good for his, him.
1: Yeah. His stat line is 41 for 56, 497 yards, three tuds, one interception, took two sacks. Yeah. That's a full day in the office.
0: Yeah, I think he, I, I don't want to like sit here and make it seem like they didn't move the ball or that they didn't play well, but they certainly didn't do anything to really like put, they were, they were definitely playing from behind, uh, which probably caused them to need to open up the game plan uh, significantly. And North Carolina was able to just outpace them basically. So, I mean, I mean that's all, I don't really want to make, you know, too much fun of like Miami, I guess. Um it's it's a year one year zero situation. It, things are always weird in these situations, but I mean it. It stinks. It stinks there, just like it stinks in Charlottesville. Just like sometimes it stinks in Gainesville. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, you know, it's uh, establishing the culture and whatnot. But tough scene there. I mean, I again, I don't also like to be like pile on when the stadium's not full, but it is it is bleak. The situation in that stadium is really bleak, and it's 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 tough. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, Jason, tell us about the Dukes. The Dukes. Dukes hey, had a good day. They played a football game. They got it. They got, they were in a dog fight. Yeah, it was,
2: this was a, this was a good game for a while. I mean, it was a, this <laughs> is a, a one possession game with 10 minutes left in the fourth. Um, nice. But uh, I mean, t- Texas State, or Texas State, Arkansas State's got some dudes, Um, the quarterback, Um. James Blackman who came from FSU. Thank you. Um, The skinny guy. He's so skinny. So he's really skinny. Like Um, six, he's like
0: six, five too, right?
2: He put he's, he's very, he's real, real, real tall and lanky. I I appreciate that about him, but um, he put, he put some balls like on the money, like some pretty good, like push the ball downfield pretty well on us and put some balls into like a tight space. I was, I was impressed with him and, Arkansas is a good team. There was 28-20 with uh 10 and a half minutes left. They scored to cut it to one possession. Uh and then we just kind of plowed through them on the next possession. Um one of the, on the one of the
0: coolest like highlight runs I've seen in a while. Yeah, like so uh, Percy
2: Percy is Jay Obese, are like fifth year, sixth year senior. He's back from the. looks like a
0: he looks like a load.
2: Took the ball off tackle and I mean, a guy came up and like put a good hit on him and Percy basically didn't break
0: stride. Um, and like, and just front, like, guy, like popped, shards of like plastic came off the dude's helmet either, like, there was a pad. there was a collision and like yeah. there were like shards that like something, came something off. ejected awesome.
2: from the other guy's yeah. helmet I don't know if it was That's a pad tough. or a piece of plastic or something but it like looked so violent and then he like ran through another arm tackle and uh-huh. just fumbled 31 yards um, and that kind of put the game away it was 35 20 at that point and then I think their first play after that we got a, a sack fumble and recovered it and Scored yes. on our next play on a nice catch and run by the tight end. And mm. That
1: is complimentary football right there. Man. It was. It was uh, I mean, it, and that's
2: that. that's one thing that, like, the, the Dukes are doing a really good job of of kind of playing with momentum at the moment. Like, when right. when things get rolling, they really get rolling, um, which I think is is really good. Um, our, our stud receiver had been quiet for a couple of weeks because he's basically been getting doubled for, like, consecutive weeks, and he freaking shredded them. He had nine catches for 173. Um, Centeno looked really good. He had the quietest 394 yard, before touchdown day. I think I've seen in a long time. We had oh, it was yards. it was
0: close to 400. Okay, I gotcha. I thought he was yeah. like like 290. So wow. no,
2: that's what I'm saying. It didn't feel like that much. Yeah. But, yeah. And we had 600 yards total before the kneel downs. Um Really good complete game.
0: Yeah, I'll say. And congrats to the Dukes it's debuting in the AP poll this That's week. Um, first, first ever fifth. AP
2: ranking for the Dukes at number twenty-five, awesome. which is really like it's been interesting. Like I, I'm pretty in touch with college football Twitter, but I don't think I don't. I have not had the same exposure to like kind of nut job social media as you guys have, like as fans and like people involved in in you know high level FPS games for on a regular basis. Um But man the backlash from the dukes getting the number 25 ranking you would have thought we pushed somebody out of the playoff holy crap
0: um wait like people are anti-jmu being right yeah just Uh, like like replies to every people people love ranking like like ranking talk i think is the lamest section of the like and and also like people don't pay any attention so like i'm not taking anything away from jamie's ranking they should be very proud of it it's awesome and it can be a cool thing. It's also week five of the season. Like, who, right. like who really cares? Like, this yep. is just like a it's a it's an attaboy for having like a really awesome start yeah. to the season. And it's also, I mean, we talk, they we talk about it all the time. Of like, like we like, talked about it with the top ten teams. Like, someone LSU, go. LSU was twenty five. Like, who who they, they they were not. They deserve to be twenty five just because they're like because of their helmet, I guess. Right. You know, like who like who really like at the end of the day, if you're coming to Twitter to take a shot at the twenty fifth ranked team, like you are one of the worst. You are one of the worst amongst us. It's just—it's just
2: get... it, like, you know, listen, someone's got to go there, and like somebody, right. there was a one voter who was going back and forth with his constituents, and credit to him because I would lose my mind. He was like, someone who was like, "So you really think that JMU would beat Notre Dame or something?" Like I forget which team he said, and he was basically They're not power like, rankings. Yeah, he was basically like, <laughs> "There's no way that you genuinely think it's that simple." Like, it is based on like five different like. I yeah. don't know but i know they could and that's all that really matters and it yeah, didn't so, notre dame
0: lose to marshall
2: like two weeks yeah, ago right yeah. and like, so on. it's just, and yeah someone was like oh so you you ranked jmu above texas because you think jmu would beat texas and he was like maybe like i don't know and so
0: yeah but no. it's
2: been it's been eye opening to like have a first person sure. like in the mentions view of like oh this is what it's like this is terrible
0: <laughs> yeah well just like imagine like kansas had to work so hard to get ranked right? right like just because they have a lot working against them to get ranked their their schedule wasn't like tremendous to start the season necessarily but they they got some good wins they they beat more power five teams than probably some other schools that stayed mm. ranked for a long time. Freaking Florida was up to like 11 for, for like a brief minute there. That was crazy, right? Probably Remember that? That was helmet. weird.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like, I was thinking this week, like, ah, uh, you know, Florida's going to do that thing where they're going to be ranked 24th this week just because like yeah. they won a game and four teams slid out. And, uh, well, sure. Why not? Then um, it's kind of, I was like, Jamie totally deserves to be ranked. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, they, they should, yeah. they should get it. it. It's, it's, it's more of a, I don't know. It's like kind of a, a merit badge, right? Like you've, you've done a good thing, your resume, it you know, and, we are and all being that. It's recognized not, these are not power rank. Done. These are not power rankings. Yeah. If they were power rankings, then we would just let Bud uh, run the spreadsheet and, and yep. just go from there. So, and that's so, not, that's not that much fun. So. And
2: also everybody rips on our resume and Bill C debuted his like resume algorithm this week. And yeah. it's literally only based on what they've done and like compared <laughs> to what a top five team would do. Jamie, ranks ninth in that,
0: so like apparently our resume is not terrible. Maybe you guys can all just chill out. Well, your resume might be terrible, but you're performing where you should perform based (laughs) on the resume you're playing. We're blowing out the teams we're supposed to blow out. We beat
2: we beat Arkansas State by more, or I think what identical to what Ohio State beat them by.
0: There you go. That's Um, all you need to know. I mean, Florida beat Missouri by Florida beat Missouri by more than Georgia did. So I mean, I'm I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this train of thought. All right.
2: Anyways, so the Duke the Dukes are doing well. The Dukes have. And now I'll say this. We're 5-0. and oh, We have, by a significant margin, the harder half of our schedule coming yeah. up. So, like, like, there are no easy games the rest of the way we go. At Georgia Southern. No Marshall, days
0: off. No days, <laughs> days off. Days off, yeah.
2: After Marshall, gotta- we get another bye week, which is convenient, because then we go at Louisville, at Old Dominion, home Georgia State, home
1: Coastal. So, like. Ooh, ooh home Coastal to close it out. Yeah, character in, um, in the cold, bringing the bringing the
0: Chanticleers. <laughs> Is the Duke dog and the Chanticleer going to fight again? It's been a while.
2: We we might. I don't know. We might have to arrange that again. That those yes. photos have been making the rounds.
0: Um, was that the photo? Was that the photo where the Duke dog was flipping off the crowd? Okay, that was actually. I was there. there. I think. Yeah. Wasn't so I? I think that I to... <laughs> again. Again, how do I show yeah, Logan, up for dude. these events?
1: <laughs> I think you got to fly up for I... that game, Logan.
0: I think I came
2: to UVA for a game earlier that day, and then we came back to Harrisonburg for the JMU game. Wow. What a day. Or something like that. Because I remember I, that fight happened right in front of me. And the so those pictures made the rounds. And, yeah, I, I had to tell people, like, actually,
0: it was, like, two Duke dogs. Oh, it's dogs. end like, of the year, so it would have been, like, Thanksgiving. It could have been the Virginia-Virginia Tech. No, it, it was early been. in the year. It was not a no, oh, it was it was no was conference. Early. Yeah. my bet. Um, gotcha. I think it was –
2: anyways, so one Duke dog – like got in the fight, like kicked the coastal Carolina in the tail, what got in, like Duke. UFC UFC takedown from behind. Um yes. got escorted out with the Chanticleer. And then I have a very vivid memory of the Duke Dog returning to the stadium from the far corner. And like it was like a 30-point game at that point. So like the fans are going crazy for the Duke Dog, and he just like walks around the end zone, like basking it like gladiator, <laughs> like basking in the cheers, and then got to like the 20-yard line and just double birded to the visiting <laughs> sideline. And Everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, we can't do that. No, uh, <laughs> so, no, that was that was a day. I believe it was two different people, and both were asked not to come back.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, good for the Dukes. Go Dukes. Um, BYU was at Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame had a bye week last week and uh, took care of business. Nothing they really, appear
1: to have used it well,
0: yeah, nothing much to see here. Uh, I think they're. Coming into their own a little bit, I don't know that, I don't know that Notre Dame is going to, uh, you know, awaken the echoes or do anything, make go on any crazy run here. But you know, good for them, uh, playing slightly better. Uh, they have a good defense, I believe, and offense. If the offense can come around a little bit, they should be more than fine. Sure. All right, this game was pretty gross. Missouri was at Florida. The Missouri game has has been tough for Florida since Missouri joined the conference. Not that Florida's been really, you know, flying high uh, in, in those days. But uh, it's been a weird one. You might recall a couple of years ago, there was, like, a huge fight at halftime of this game. Yeah. And Dan Mullen was, like, really mad and then showed up at the press conference afterwards in a Darth Vader costume, um, which was this weird. It was Halloween weekend, right? Yes, was it was weird. Halloween weekend. That was weird. Um, and that I think that caused uh, uh, quits – the Missouri coach last year to show up to his press conference after beating the Gators um, uh, and pull his hood over his head and pull out a lightsaber and say, may the force be with you at the end of his presser, which was funny, but also like he didn't really, he didn't really do it with as much gusto as he probably should have. It just kind of came off like a little, a little poor. And he he really was feeling himself though when he was walking out, like with the lightsaber in hand, which was just a silly look all around. But um, anyhow, there's been, I guess, some bad blood back and forth here. But, uh, yeah, this was just kind of a weird game. Um, Florida did not do anything on offense in the first half. I think they had, like, 59 total yards of offense in the first half. Uh, nothing going on. Florida's defense was mostly fine in this game. Uh, Florida continues to do the third third in Grantham. Like, Florida gave up, like, a third and 22, a third and 19, and, like, 16 in this game. All, like, in the second half, just – you know, I think it was more magnified just because of when it was happening and Missouri was, you know, kind of trying to make a bit of a comeback, but fine for the Gators. They moved it well. Florida missed two field goals that would have mm-hmm. uh, been pretty helpful to the final score and, and potentially covering the spread in this game. But yeah, got a pick six in this game, which is really good. Um, You also only allowed 17 points in the whole game, so I think that a little bit of bend, bend, but don't break defensive philosophy comes into play with Florida. And that's, in my mind, that's okay. And that's kind of what you have to do these days in college football. I think teams are going to largely move the ball on your defense. Um, So, you know, picking your spots, creating some turnovers, Jaden Hill picked off two passes in this game, took one back. Um, Jaden Hill has torn two ACLs and hasn't played since 20 beginning of 2020. So shout out to him. He was like, it was, he gave one of the most like joyful post-game interviews like on the field interviews that i've seen in a long time like it was really cool like that you cannot wipe the smile off the guy's face he was so happy to be playing he was so happy like you could tell like all the probably grueling rehab work that he put in um was kind of like washing over him like he was like getting emotional and you know but the pick six was, i don't know jordan if you want to look at the highlight the pick six was i think i'm pretty sure florida saw something on film and knew the play was coming and like they it was jumped so like it, it looked like it was yeah, that, totally yeah it right was out. it was like one of the it was one of those like um oh boy this was this was bad uh the linebacker like nudged the receiver off his route and hill steps right in front of it and just runs it right back at the end zone so like ooh, i think they saw that play coming but uh yeah um anthony richardson some good some bad um continues to have some puzzling turnovers uh in games i think you're just gonna have to live with that he
1: he hey, did first-year starters do that.
0: Yeah, he did in the second half run the ball. It seems like when if he can bust off like a 30-yard run, he kind of gets – he gets like a little bit of a lather going, and it really seems to calm him down. And they didn't really do any designed runs with him in the first half. It looked like all that he gave on all the zone read-looking plays, and I don't know if those are all just called gives or if they actually are zone reads. But, you know, there were times where you're like, yeah, like, it looks like he could have pulled that, right? And in the second half, he – he did, I guess, pull it a couple of times. So maybe they're just really trying to pick their spots with him. But, um, yeah, he busted off a long run in the second half. That kind of got some momentum going. And then from there, Florida ran the ball really well in the second half. Like Etienne and, um, and uh, the other running backs were, were super effective. Florida's offensive line kind of took over, and um, Missouri ran out of time. So, all in all, a successful day. That is Florida's first SEC win in seven tries. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't realize that they had lost so many in a row, but that'll was, get you they fired. they lost
2: six straight SEC games.
0: Yeah, I think wow. so. They lost two this year, and uh, I guess I they think they lost on four to end last year because they got killed by South Carolina last year. Remember, they yeah. probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, and Missouri,
1: things that things was kind made. of the 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 one that broke the levy.
0: Yes, I think I think it was announced after the South Carolina game that there was no moss, <laughs> thrown the towel, no moss uh, Dan. <laughs> Right. All right. We'll keep it going here. Purdue was at Maryland. I didn't watch any of this, but Purdue, um, Purdue took care of business. So poor one out for Logan's third best team in the Big Ten. Maryland. For Mike Locks. The Chirps. They might be the fifth best team. Though. I think That's
2: there a, was a there was there was a very controversial uh missed offsides call on a field goal. There was, Ooh. yes. Um, I think Maryland, what Maryland was kicking.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: But it it wasn't to decide it. I think it was early in the game. But they were kicking a field goal. And uh, they, Purdue was uh, like two yards off sides and blocked the field goal. And I believe Maryland football took a screenshot of the like moment mm. the ball was snapped with the Purdue defensive lineman like almost past the tackle. And so that's the only reason I know about it. I love okay. an account
1: that is willing to provide screenshots. It went at
2: it. <laughs>
1: and the margin wow. turned out to be two points. So yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it even said something like uh like I think it literally was like par for the course or something like that. Wow <laughs> like it got real spicy.
1: Mm.
2: Love mm. that. I think Love it was it. their official account. Now I have to dive into it. One moment.
1: Not not getting that call at home either. That's a no. tough scene. Hmm. All right.
0: Well sucks. Sorry about it, Maryland. You yeah. Know, we're going to have to we're going to have to pull through. Another ref's are big the ref, big big B1G is out to get Maryland, the Maryland Terrapins in favor of Purdue.
1: Yeah. They've got a All right. a Jeff Braum agenda to push. Exactly. Um Jeff Brom does
0: not that resume for Louisville jump try to get, come open and <laughs> he famously he might, turned down. He might get another crack at it. Like, yeah, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M was at Alabama. We we're very excited about this game during the off season and we were excited about it. Game was uh, interesting. It was an interesting football game. It was not the, it was not a shining example of coaching and play calling and, and just overall gameplay Craig, Were you plugged into this one or were you taking in other games at this time?
2: Um, I was, I think I watched the la- the last like two Texas A&M drives roughly. Okay.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, Texas AM didn't really do much, and uh, Alabama did a lot of things, and and they fumbled the ball a lot, and turned the I think Alabama turned the ball over three or four times in this game, uh, uncharacteristic of Alabama. Jalen uh turned had two like of the exact same carbon copy moving forward in the pocket, getting ready to run, just holding the ball in one hand. Ball got slapped out of his hand. Um, that went against Alabama. That probably hampered Alabama's ability to extend the lead or or build a lead in this game uh, to two great, but uh, to Texas A&M's credit, they hung around and had a chance to win at the very end. Um, helped out by a pass interference call in the end zone on fourth and, I think, fourth and heave it in the end zone uh, for Texas A&M. So ball goes out to the two-yard line with three seconds left, and, um, you know, it's easy to do revisionist history on play calls, but a very questionable play design and call on what was effectively a two-point conversion play uh, by Jimbo. Um, Evan Stewart, five-star freshman receiver, uh, Texas A&M was hooping last night. He had probably his best game as an Aggie and um, he had just gone up and, and you know, dotted a guy and, and caught a pass over two Alabama defenders. So maybe they wanted to try to give him a chance to make a play, but it would appear that they ran like a, a little like two yard stop hitch and just tried to throw him the ball and he wasn't even in the end zone when the ball got to him and he was running away from the end zone as he was trying to catch the ball and the pass sailed over his head out of bounds so all of those things um, <laughs> don't don't help you conspired win the game uh, yeah yes conspired against him uh, for sure but also um, you know Texas A&M needs a touchdown there and they didn't do any anything creative to try to like get a scheme guy open. That makes sense. Like, I mean, if you're gonna run that play, you might as well just run a fade and just throw the jump ball and let the guy who's six That four, sounds like a Jimbo like, offense. Duke duke it out. But yeah, they, you know, there was no rub, there was no crossers, there was no roll the quarterback out. Haynes King had been beaten to death too. Like he he played, Max Johnson, I guess, is out for the rest of the season with a broken bone in his foot or something, um, which I guess sucks. Jimbo after the game was I guess making excuses for his team and was quick to point out that they were playing with the backup quarterback too, which is which is rich because Tanes King started the first two games of the season. Right. So I, I mean I guess I guess you were, but um yeah I, you I think you can say
2: anything in a press conference. Yeah
0: it it was interesting he, Alabama like kind of piece it together with Milrow. He eventually was able to complete some passes. Alabama fans really don't like him. I think Alabama fans, you know at this point are, are used to maybe a heisman trophy winning quarterback on their team so you know congratulations the kid, kid's probably a true freshman or or and was like a four and a half five star recruit uh and i'm sure you guys will be fine um he's a hell of an athlete but yeah just he made some he made some freshman mistakes and uh texas a has some jimmies and joes over there playing especially on defensive line uh and linebacker for them so um they they made his life difficult and schemed it up pretty well but uh yeah Alabama prevails pretty much on a goal line stand at the end. Uh, Nick Saban was very happy for the win for his program um, and uh, thanked was effusive in his praise for the crowd and the factor that they played in the game. So
1: good for Alabama. Love to see it. So did Bryce Young not play at all in this game?
0: He was dressed, but he did not. He was also, it was again, heartwarming. Good to see like, visibly so stoked for milrow like when yeah. milrow threw his first touchdown pass like big hugs a lot of a lot of like in his ear coaching like sitting next to him the whole time talking to him um after the game you know they exchanged a big big hug it was getting a little look at me louie we get it you're a great teammate just pump the brakes a little bit but um you know <laughs> you like the, the you cameras changed <laughs> opinion on him mid-sentence <laughs> i didn't change opinion i just said like that it was heartwarming but I, my heart <laughs> can only be so warm before no, I would to, you argue this is there's the boil.
1: I would argue that given the gap in kind of elite pedigree between the two, there's no risk that Milro is going to take his That's job. True. So like you could be, be as happy. happy as he as he wants.
0: Right. Yeah, and they won the game. They needed to win the game. So um Alabama gets Tennessee
1: next weekend at
0: is it Ooh. is it at that at Tennessee? It's in Knoxville. Yeah. College Ooh. game is gone. Yeah, Um, clutch game day, going back.
2: Going back to Knoxville. (laughs) Um, I will take this opportunity. I'll amend um, to the the Maryland controversy. They had an extra point blocked that would have tied things – no, that would have put them up 24-17, and they tweeted out the picture and said par for the course, and it has since been deleted. But then, Mm. like everybody said, it might have cost them the game. They then gave up a 10-play touchdown drive – so Purdue went up 24-23. Then Maryland went three and out without gaining a yard. Then Purdue scored in a minute and 10 seconds to make it
1: 31-23. They had that screen game cooking. I'm just Delete confused. As to,
2: uh, I'm confused as to where like this point after cost them the game. I guess maybe did they have to go for 2 at the end? That might be it. I might be misreading the, They okay. did have to go for
0: 2 at the end. Yes, okay, cuz I enough. and Wait. they actually they got it and then there was a penalty so they had to uh, replay. The they, even more so. Yeah, yeah, they had to. Yeah, they had to replay their okay. two point play from five yards back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then that
2: that's yeah. understandable. Then, but it was an extra point. It led to, to decisions down a the road. Butterfly effect. Got it. Got it. Got it.
0: Okay. Mm. It started spinning and just wider and wider. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You feel me? All right. Um, uh, uh, we did not pick the Florida State game, did we? But we should. No. This game deserves to be mentioned because my God. A collapse for the ages by the nice. Knowles warms the cockles of my heart to see. But Florida State jumps out, uh, they looked really good in the first quarter. I'm, I'm coming a little bit around on Florida State, um, unless there maybe a,
2: there might be a solid team. Right? I think yeah. they,
0: I think they're good, and yeah. I, I, I think I was. I maybe I need to add this to my amended take section. I think it was a little harsh on the quarterback, but. Also, I think Florida State may only have, like, seven plays. And I think that once you catch on to the seven plays they run, you might be able to kind of snuff them out. NC State, um, in this game, I think, uh, De- well, Devin Leary got hurt in, the, like, the middle of this game at some point. Mm. And enter NC State backup quarterback who is not allowed to pass. Okay. So, this guy comes Joe in. When, yes. NC State is, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, NC State is down, like, 12. And proceeds to come all the way back on Florida State and win the game in in regulation. And their quarterback, I think they come, they attempted one pass and it was not thrown by the backup quarterback. It was attempted on like an ind- an ill advised end around throwback to that backup quarterback. So was the was the quarterback was the backup Chambers? Yes.
2: Okay, so he had one incompletion, but the, okay. yes, the only other attempt was a
0: completed pass for negative five yards. Two two Jack Chambers. Yes. Two Jack Chambers. Yeah, Jack Chambers also. Jack outstanding name. Outstanding name? You're gonna be surprised what he looks like. Um uh, just just saying for, for a Jack are we, Chambers. Yeah. Are we talking? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, but yeah, I mean Florida State just seemed to like completely, I think there were some there were some drop issues, there was just things got in the way. Um the, the quarterback threw two interceptions, but at the at the very end of the game, um <laughs> at the very end of the game, uh Florida State needs a field goal to win. I think they're down by two, right? Yeah, 1917. Yeah, 1970 is the final score. So they're down by two. They're in within field goal range. I believe their field goal kicker is five of ten on the year, though. So I don't really think they were expecting I, they were willing to score a touchdown. Put it out. So the, the snap had,
2: was they were they were at the 22. So it's yeah. a 39-yarder, not a chip shot.
0: It, sure, but they were that's what I'm saying. Like they had some time, they were willing. To score a touchdown, they had all three of their timeouts too, I believe. Yeah, there were thirty-eight, <laughs> 38 seconds left when the ball was, which is even wilder. And they ran a play it was basically like a slot fade to the wide side of the field. And I think they had run that play earlier that game, and it scored a touchdown. And it was, you could see the DB knew the play was coming and ran to the spot where the pass was going to yeah. land, and literally just threw the ball into his chest. Like the receiver, I mean, it, it wasn't the best thrown pass, but also it looked like the it looked like the DB ran. And, and, and went and caught the pass and it was like shocking to see.
2: It was less, it was more of a, it was a, yeah, it was a slot corner kind of route. And, and yeah, it was very much like, it looked like the DB was the receiver because he was just like, the receiver was five yards away from where he was supposed to catch. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was,
0: yeah, I don't think it was the best thrown pass, but like, it looked kind of like the, I think there was some miscommunication on time. Sniffed it it out early and, and was just over there and just caught the pass in the end zone, touched back um, and, and uh, I guess NC State was able to get a first down, um, so they they ran the clock out, and that was the ball game. But I mean, a, just an absolutely disgusting football game. Like from the middle of the, se- in the middle of the first, you know, second quarter on, Florida State looked really good to start, and then just I don't know, really seemed to sputter offensively. I think NC State's defense is like a good solid unit too, but um, yeah, NC State got they've got some problems on offense. Even when Leary was in, they just don't they don't seem to have any like playmakers or, you know, it seems that they have to like live with uh, Dinkin and dunking their way down the field and, you know, doing like the, you know, four yard run, stretch play, heavy play action, tight end in the flat, not facing anything falls down for three yards, third and two, like stressful third and two conversion. Like, you know, like every single drive. It's a
1: lot like the Virginia f- football mm. experience. Yes.
0: Nice. Right. Right. So anyhow, they, you know, I don't, I don't, they they've got some issues, but uh, yeah. Anyhow, tough, tough L, tough L for Florida State. But hey, Florida State, you know they were four 0 best team in the state, best quarterback in the state, best coach in the state. Now they got the same record as Florida. It's weird. It's weird how that happens.
1: Yeah, my uh, I mean, you got to play the real.
0: You when you play teams that are ranked, it's, it's weird what happens.
1: <laughs> my under six and a half ticket is still in in relatively good spirits. Yeah, I think I think, I, 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 I think they still got Georgia Tech. Miami's well, probably looking just, like a win hey, now.
0: True. Shout out to Georgia Tech, though. Gone two and zero since they really, they got rid. Of yeah, the game. And they
1: play Louisiana, so there's probably yeah. three more wins. On that yeah, they schedule, should they should fortune that.
0: I mean, I, the Florida game is probably a toss up too. I mean, they're not like Florida. Florida could, could lose at any point. Also, I, they're not they're not above losing a football game. That's for sure. But um, all right, cool. Well, how did the picks go?
1: All right, uh, should have had the
0: simpler times.
1: As yeah, as previously mentioned, we experienced another push. So, Logan, you regressed a bit. You went one, three, and one. Jason went two, two, and one. I went three, one, and one. Oh, boy. Jason still leads the season standings through week six.
2: It's going to hold on for dear life.
1: The uh, first game on the board, Tennessee minus three. Didn't, didn't look like that was ever really in question based on what I've seen. Uh, box score-wise, you know what? Shout out to us. That is our, our fourth consensus win in a row uh, mm. through the past three weeks. We have a finger
0: on the pulse. We need to just all consensus. More group everything. think, guys. Yep. <laughs> That's
1: what
2: we need. Uh, no, uh, I I watched yeah. most of the first half of this game, and it didn't – I don't know if it seemed like it was going that badly for LSU. Um, but LSU just didn't really, didn't really do much on offense. And
1: then, uh, So the players only meeting didn't really pay dividends.
2: Yeah, not so much. Uh, they, they had one really good drive, uh, towards the end of the first half, but mostly, I mean, I I texted this. It was, it just gets more remarkable every game, just how utterly wasted Herndon Hooker was at Virginia Tech. Um, he, his pa- his touchdown pass to start the second quarter
0: was so a beautiful. A dime, like,
2: put yes. it in a bucket from forty-five yards on a rope. It was awesome. Um, yeah, it
0: was. That was a, that was a great throw. He's the perfect quarterback for the system that they yeah, run. he really is, and and um, he's.
2: I mean, he's in he's in Heisman talks as well. He should be. Like he's playing very well. And yeah. in Tennessee, they they might be good. They're, I no, we we joked about it that it's LSU and it's Brian Kelly, but the the defense was. Like they looked feisty. They looked like they were in the whipping a- mood. And um, no, nah, it was it was a fun. I only I think I I think I had to leave about halftime. But it was Tennessee was clearly the better team. And yeah, and kudos to them.
0: I, that's the main takeaway. This game did not start well for LSU. I think on the opening kickoff, uh, it was like a sh- oh, yeah. one of the short opening kickoffs. And uh, the young man tried to catch the kick and run with it, and like it just stoinked off of him right to the Tennessee players. So Tennessee got the ball, like at the 25 yard or the 30 yard line um, when they had kicked off, which was a tough start and they kind of pounded you know, pounded it in. And, and then I believe they, you know, it was like 14 or 17 to nothing pretty quickly in this game. And then it, it was a little back and forth for a bit and LSU was trying to cut it to a one score game at some point, but yeah, they they never really could get it going. And Tennessee just, they have a really good ability to make you pay um, on, on offense. Like I I've, I've heard, was listening to Split Zone do and they and they were talking about how like the offense, the particular offense that Tennessee runs, that kind of like it's it's an Art Briles influenced offensive like uh scheme, right? That that's basically what it is, and it's like sort of the spiritual successor to the triple option op- offense in a way, and that it's like it is a it is a very good test for your defense to see how disciplined you can be and how well you can stick to all your rules, and if you can pass the test and stick to your rules, like you kind of can like know what they're going to do but you know they also do a really good job of spreading you out and you know forcing you to make tackles in space like it's it's kind of genius like how they get it done for as relatively simple as I think it is but if you ever watch Tennessee like they'll have two receivers like outside way outside of the hashes um and the hashes are wide in college football so you know they're they they've got guys like damn near on the side a receiver on both sidelines every play and they usually have a slack guy like inside of him so they force you to cover the whole field and they force you to like really, really pay attention. And if they bust the coverage, they're going to have guys wide open. And that happened a couple of times yesterday. And, and, Hooker, like I said, he's, he's also playing great. So, you know, they, they're, they are peaking right now. Um, yeah. Well, I really, mean, I guess
1: like Georgia tech was so successful with the triple because like you could kind of count on, okay, college defenses just yeah. cannot stay that disciplined right. for an entire game. And we can still be successful with, mediocre recruiting classes but when tennessee does something that pressures you to stay fully disciplined (laughs) and on on assignment for the entire game like you can do that and still get beat because they have better jimmies and joes than you do Sometimes,
0: sure right absolutely and they have the ability to score touchdowns i think in like I don't think Georgia Tech was always like a quick strike offense either. Right. The, the mistakes you make against Georgia Tech lead to first downs and lead to just long sustained drives. The, 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 the mistakes you make against Tennessee lead to touchdown passes. Yeah. So Georgia um, Tech
1: just ate at your morale.
3: Yeah,
0: right, for sure. But, um, yeah, Jason, you said it well. Uh, Tennessee was clearly like way better than LSU. Uh,
1: also at noon, we had the game day game, big noon Saturday, et cetera, et cetera. This was TCU at Kansas. This produced our push. Um <laughs> shout out to Kansas, I guess, for keeping in touch. I how how did it go, boys? Did we watch well, any of they this? They actually
2: I, I thought I was gonna um I thought I was gonna steal this one.
0: Um so we TCU went up ten
2: nothing. Kansas didn't really do anything in the first half. They kicked a field goal with like thirty seconds left.
0: When did the quarterback get hurt? Kansas' quarterback did get yeah, hurt. Yeah, Kansas quarterback got
2: hurt. I forget ah. when I forget when he got hurt, but he did not play. I mean, the the backup. I think it was like
0: right. the second quarter or the yeah. in the. The first backup quarter. had
2: twenty four attempts, so he played most of the game.
0: They let the backup come in and freaking slang it though. It they scored, they scored all their points with him. I mean, he yeah. they they ran the offense with yep. the backup quarterback, which was impressive. Which is yeah, it's
2: that speaks to what Leipold's done already. But um, Kansas tied this thing up with four minutes and twenty seconds. So they had a big third quarter. Actually, I guess both teams did. It was 21-21 in just the third quarter, um, but um, Kansas quarter. Kansas tied it up with like four minutes and 21 seconds left and then um, just couldn't hold off TCU. I was hoping they held him to a field goal, but couldn't hold off TCU. Um, they drove down and scored. Max Duggan played Duggan, – Duggan Duggan,
1: Duggan? Duggan?
2: Duggan. Duggan. He played really well. Um, he moved the ball around well. Uh, they had one receiver go nuts for like 200. Any yards or any
1: lengthy TD runs again from our boy Fast Max? I don't think um, so. But there
0: were numerous catches in this game. Like yeah. Jordan, if you're just interested in good vibes, great watch on the uh, on on the ESPN uh, YouTube, the ESPN College Football YouTube channel has like the little packaged up, uh, um you know, highlight review. But delays. like, it's just like every touchdown in this game was. Guy with two feet down, stretched out on the back of the end zone. Guy, like, mossing a dude back of the end zone. Like, there were so many back of the end zone catches in this game that were just, like, awesome catches, great athletic plays, both ways, both teams. TCU seemed to have uh, a couple more there, and that's probably the difference in the game. But, yeah, this had a, a distinct Big 12, like, vintage Big 12 feel to it. Like, yep. team, like, you better score, and you better hope that you have the ball last. And <laughs> Nice. And, and, and it would be nice to be able to do
1: <laughs> yeah it was good all right uh 330 we had a single game utah was at ucla and the home dog not only covered but they won outright by double yeah. digits. so chip chip has it rolling apparently they do
0: i think they yeah i mean i, I put in the notes here i think it's time for us to begin to be about ucla um they're good i mean they they they're very like they're they're tougher than I expected them to be in like a game like this against Utah. Like I would have expected Utah just to whip their ass because that's what Utah you can, you has can't done. Be
2: soft and Th- yeah,
0: that's what's happened the past couple of years. And and I think UCLA must really have a, a, some really good offensive line play. We know that Chip Kelly is like a genius when it comes to scheming up running, um, running game like football. And uh yeah, I they, they, they seem to be fully um in the flow right now so good for them utah i mean probably a little disappointed in their defensive performance um i would say utah probably thinks they scored enough points to win so um i don't know that you expect to lose um if you score that many points in your utah given like your typical performance but oh well yeah so well,
1: i had like
2: you, ucla ran for 200 yards against utah that's what you well
1: yeah i i kind of when i was doing my picks thing said that the utah run offense against ucla's run defense was going to be interesting strength on strength utah still ran for 192 yards um mm-hmm. but it looks yeah. like mr kim rising through an interception and lost a fumble so um not always able to cash those yards in for points it sounds like right the dtr three for four tuds. good for him a good day yeah, he's got a, he's got a cook for
2: 23. So it's not like he was like, he was hitting targets. That's impressive.
0: That's the, I think that's the ideal, like next number of passes you probably want from him too, especially in the, yeah. if you're having the fully realized chip Kelly offensive I experience, say, I think like he, he really wants to run the ball. Schedule.
1: And if, if DTR can run it a little bit, stretch it out. But I do yeah, think it rushes to 23 passes for UCLA. Yeah.
2: I do think that like we, I, I guess it wasn't really like under the radar like i i think people have very easily forgotten that chip kelly is is at ucla i would
0: agree
2: and like chip kelly is a very very good football coach not even just college football but like a very good football coach they won eight games last year and kind of didn't really get any buzz coming this year and
1: he also did some interesting things with the eagles people also forget about that yeah
2: he won 10 he went 10 and 6 his first two years and then things detonated and that's fine um
0: Actually, no. People, didn't, people didn't. love to hold like bad NFL experience yeah. like against people. The same way that people love to hold bad like, you know, every Miami and Florida State fan loves to like flash up that Kyle Pitts doesn't get the ball thrown to him in Atlanta, like <laughs> as evidence that Kyle Pitt sucks. And it's like, what? Why are we talking? First of all, why are we talking about this? <laughs> what are we like? Doing? What kind of sad conversation yeah. is this? Like, second of all, like what? Like, what are we doing? Like, you know. Yeah. There's nothing you're telling me that you're going to judge at the current Atlanta Falcons offensive approach <laughs> yeah, as. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think, and
2: I'll like, I'll count myself among it. Like I didn't, it was not high on my mind. Like, Ooh, like the fifth year of Chip Kelly, like he could have something here. Like it didn't even occur to me, but it it's freaking Chip Kelly at a PAC 12 school with yeah. five years, like to build stuff. Well, it,
0: yeah, it didn't occur to me that, it was going to be going well. I kind of figured we were like, all right, Chip Kelly, you know, they're going to jump to the B1G. This is probably like uh, you know, he's going to be a good bridge coach to like get them a little bit of like yeah. buzz here before they move on. And and it might appear that they have it more than cooking. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. Kudos for Cause I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he's been coaching a long time and I would imagine yeah. it, it would have kind of been easy to like, okay, this thing doesn't feel like it's really getting off the ground. Like, I can just kind of mail it in but he is uh,
2: he's actually he is 58 years old
1: well he's so a spring he's, chicken
2: by he's got another standard. 10 years in him if he wants
0: it pretty yeah. easily
1: 20 25 sure all right we good we good with ucla now Yeah. yes all right we are, well, we are aware well, of ucla and their, their stock is rising we are cannot considering wait. ucla
0: yeah cannot wait to be way too bullish on them and when they play like USC or something, but no. Oh well.
1: uh, Utah falls to 0-2 against Power 5 schools below mm. elevation. So
0: mm. Mm. good to know. In
1: that. <laughs> Wazoo was at the Trojans of Southern California. Uh, the home favorites did cover. Looks like it was a late cover. We were in Push City up until a field goal with... Two minutes and eight seconds to play. So, fight on, Trojans. That's all I got. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't,
2: I didn't see almost any of this except the very end when USC drove down and kicked a field goal, and my hopes for a push were lost.
0: It kind of a weird box score. Just to look through this. Washington State did all their scoring in the second quarter. Um, USC just sort of worked. When like I did watch the like compressed highlight version of this game. It was a little difficult to tell about the game flow. I think Washington State's plucky and probably playing a little bit better than maybe they would have expected to this time last year, given everything that was going on with, with old Mr. Coach Rolovich. But um, yes. the former former uh, star star son of the Wheel Route podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I USC may walk a little bit in this one, but I also think that Washington State is like largely f- a fine program um and shouldn't be taken lightly their quarterback cam ward is good
1: yeah was he always a washington state guy or did he come from somewhere
0: that's a good question i could not tell you
1: it's just a very quarterbacky name too cam ward like he could have been hard for all i know
2: he was elsewhere but i don't think you're gonna get it
1: okay
0: well, was it like tell one, du- one double A? Yeah,
2: <laughs> was, he was an FCS All American at Incarnate Word.
1: Ah, oh, that's right. right. I would not have got. I
0: it. I do no. remember actually hearing this, but yeah. I I would never have I would never have guessed. They tried to do like a low key version of uh the thing. Is that, that the like Western, package deal? To, like the Bailey like Zappy thing. Went that, and yeah, like that's okay. like the Bailey Zappy thing that um Western Kentucky did when they took like all the from all, um, Houston Baptist or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now, Houston Christian. It's true. All yeah. Right. I was like, uh, the
2: night. these late games, I did not see much of these late games because this is when I was watching the Dukes.
1: Hey, that's fair. You know? You got you to go to where your bread is
0: buttered, brother. That's right.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, final game of the night did involve some purple. Kansas State Wildcats were at Matt Campbell's Cyclones of Iowa State. And... We just had – it should – before we really dive into this, we'll just say and acknowledge the final score here was Kansas State 10, Iowa State 9. I believe Iowa only scored six points on Saturday. Yes. So the two flagship football programs in the state of Iowa combined for a jarring 15 puntos.
0: And only lost by a combined four
1: points. Yeah. Which is insane. So – a real tough day at the Iowa State. Hey,
0: Bay. you know, shout out to Brett Bielema and Illinois though. Got it? They got it going. They can live yep. in a variety
1: of ways.
2: They're not bad. They're not. They would not be fun to play against. Uh,
1: Trust I me, can, brother. Yes. They are not. Can't <laughs> can can overemphasize confirm. this enough. They are not. <laughs> not, not great. But back to K-State, Iowa State, 10-9. How I, did it happen? Yeah, I
0: couldn't really. I couldn't really bring myself to watch much of this when I was. I was tracking the score. Adrian Martinez evidently had an 81-yard touchdown pass in this game, so good for uh, that was in the first quarter. And then well, the there first must drive, not, I think. not not been a whole lot and else. That the rest dried up of the game. Um, Iowa State continues to be fine. Kansas State continues to, I guess, be be okay. And you gotta win. You gotta win these tough ones. So, you know. But hey, great teams cover. Yeah, this, all right, this looked hideous. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, again, I don't have much to say. I, I this is, this is a football game that happened.
1: Yep. Well, congrats, to Jason, for not making this a unanimous pick and preserving yep. our uh, our hot streak for the consensus. So, right. So those are picks. We did it.
0: Um, real quick, just looking at some other results that we didn't mention that you guys might be interested in. Mississippi state whooped Arkansas. Absolutely. whooped them. I did hear that. Um, and Arizona state beat Washington. So something is going on with Washington. Uh, and, and it might've just been that we were, you know, they, they were, I was happy that Washington looked to be pretty good and maybe they're just fine. But, um, Arizona state like scored a ton of points, 45, 38 scored 21 points in the second quarter. Uh, yeah. Crazy. I think, um, uh, Emory Jones got knocked out of this game though, so hope he's okay. He uh, was not moving on the ground for a bit, so one of those hmm. situations. But, uh, trying to see if there's any others worth mentioning. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, doesn't, doesn't appear that we had any firings during our recording of this episode. So. Okay, a bye week for the for the carousel in a sense.
0: Could be. That's true. Uh, Brian Harson. You know, we're getting some strong dead man walking vibes from him. Uh, Georgia took care of business uh, against Auburn in in fairly unremarkable fashion. Georgia is, is they're kind of playing with their food a lot uh, these past couple weeks, which I suppose is to be expected. Can't really probably keep up like wild intensity every week, but I don't know. They, they, uh, they don't really do a whole lot of downfield stretching um, of, of, of the field at all. So if it would appear that if you could like be stout in the middle and pay attention to their tight ends, they could be maybe vulnerable. Um, or at least like you could stifle the offense, but. Are you prepared uh,
1: to watch, walk this back in, in a couple weeks, Logan?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like, if you were to beat Georgia, that's how you beat them. Okay. I don't. I know the team in orange and blue cannot do either of those two things, beast out up the middle or cover tight ends because both of those things involve linebackers being good and <laughs> defensive tackles and def- defensive tackles, not 80 plays a game. I think
1: whatever. you could take all of the schools in the country that were orange and blue and combine a mega roster <laughs> and they would not be able to do it.
0: I don't know. You'd have to let Brett Bielema coach him though, because he's the, he's the best orange and blue coach. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They just like I, again. I think you're sort of picking, picking nits, whatever, splitting hairs when it comes to Georgia. They are like number one, and they're number one for a reason, and they're excellent. Uh, but Stenson Bennett
1: has wheels when he wants to, as well. Six, Sixty-four yard
0: touchdown run, pop yes. off a,
1: a sprint, right just through the middle of the field. It was impressive. Yeah, right.
0: Um, but yeah, Georgia. I mean, Georgia thrives off of yak. Right. And uh, if you could, you know, it would, it would appear if you could like be super disciplined and like keep Georgia in front of you, you could force them to earn like really long drives. Um, And and then there's some opportunity there to either turn them over or or not let them score a ton of points, but um, they're just not going to be, they're not going to beat you over the top. I think Setson Bennett is literally the worst quarterback in the SEC and like downfield passing and completion rate, which is interesting nice. because he is not the worst quarterback in the SEC, right? Like I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. So um it's just it's just interesting you have a team like Georgia that has like such an obvious deficiency um and is able to just completely scheme around it with outstanding, amazing talent and tremendous defense. It's <laughs> like I I am more saying this like in that I'm sort of in awe of what Georgia is able to do. Um Because a lot of times you'll you'll get the complaints like we never go deep, you know, we need to stretch the field like you stretch the field to open up your running game and stuff like that Georgia just sticks to what they do and uh, they beat you over the head with it until it works so good for them yeah. All right um. Cool well that's the weekend that was I think we have some good games next week I saw we got Alabama um, Tennessee and I know we have Penn State Michigan so. Couple of humdingers, hopefully, maybe. Fingers crossed. Florida LSU. I know everyone's getting up for that one too.
2: Uh, Kansas Everybody's Oklahoma,
0: which could be hilarious. Oh yes, yes it could. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, ODU
2: oh. Coastal in the in the Fun Belt.
0: <laughs> let me check in on that. I'll, I'll definitely be checking in on my ODU. Lifelong ODU fan.
1: Right.
2: Right. Uh, let me see. There's some other fun ones on here. So Mississippi State
1: Kentucky. Oh, Virginia mercifully has a bye week. There you go. Praise the Lord.
2: Stress A stress-free weekend for the boys. <laughs>
1: Love that. Bless the Lord of oh my soul. USC
2: goes to Utah. There's some good games in here.
1: Oh, Florida they got to go to elevation. Mm-hmm. Mm, very interesting. Oh. <laughs> very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, Just well, get we'll ready keep... to pick that one now, boys. Oh. Prepare your Did hearts. you
2: say Oklahoma State TCU?
1: No, but that's a lovely yeah, game. That's a fun one. Uh, I think TCU opened favored on the road. Ooh. No, it's at Um, TCU. Oh, they're at home. It's it's
2: in Fort Worth, yeah.
0: Florida opened two-and-a-half-point favorite against LSU at home, which is interesting.
3: That's Hmm. about where I'd
1: put it. Monitor that situation.
0: You think LSU would be favored over Florida on a neutral field?
1: I don't know. The way way you talk about them, I I, (laughs) – I mean, I, got a caliber. I, feel like, I feel like LSU's worth a sprinkle. <laughs> this incarnation of LSU? I mean, I don't know. I, I uh,
0: Yeah. I, I think both Florida and LSU have a lot of the same
1: problems. So it, will, like be in, so it, it will be interesting to see. Tennessee might feel, I don't want to say easier, but like kind of a, a relief. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we weathered. A bit of the storm, and this is a little calmer than what we faced against sure. Tennessee.
0: Florida scored with Tennessee though in that game.
1: I'll save it for the picks episode.
0: I'm curious to see I where it settles. I, I guess I was a little surprised. I figured Florida would be more than a three point favorite, I, and I so I thought two and a half felt a little skinny, given that it's a home game for Florida and they just won. And Tennessee just just like absolutely like if you're doing the comparing results against similar opponent thing, like right. Florida had Florida was in that Tennessee game. And LSU very much was not, but, you know, who knows? I th- also think, I also, like, th- not to be a conspiracy theorist here, totally, I think Anthony Richardson, like, has been hurt and continues to be kind of hurt. And I really think, like, Florida just purposefully goes on spells where they tell him, like, please don't get, like, please don't get hurt. Please and don't get hurt. I, I, and I honestly think that it's just, like, really weird, um, <laughs> because you're, you you yep. watch, it's, it's almost, like, stupefying to watch them on all. What are we doing? And then the whole second half of that game against Missouri, a very good defense. Um, Florida just like ran the ball down their throat, quarterback runs, you know, get guys open down the field. Where was this? Like, you know, we can't be like, is this only second half adjustments? Like I, I have a tough time believing that. So anyhow, we don't need to talk about this. We can talk about this later. Yeah. All right. Jordan, good to see your face. Glad you didn't get frostbite up there or anything. In the yeah, nothing playoffs. I know of.
1: We'll find out
0: later this week i guess <laughs> you don't want to the black toe uh yeah. but anyhow it's the wheel route podcast you know what it is we're on instagram we're at wheel route podcast wheel route podcast at gmail.com is the email address the wheel is the website you can stream the show there you can get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service until we meet again we love you guys go gators go who's go dukes